Hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Let's go. Welcome, one and all, to another Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, that is Paul Maddox. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And in his house, with all of his stuff, as always, is Jacob the Audio Guy. Jacob! <laughs> yep. Without him, we would just be talking into plastic cups and rope. And oh, you've got rope. plastic cups and rope? No, I don't even have that, actually. That's a good, good point. Good point. Not that technically advanced. Uh, a lot has happened since our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bathroom breaks. Bathroom breaks. The Bills got sold. The Buffalo Bills got sold. The Buffalo Bills got sold. Yeah. Paul, they play what sport? The bu- the Bills play the football. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. What if I named like, cities? I actually do this with Penn, uh, sometimes on the air, but a lot of times off the air just as a joke to kill time. Yeah. I name a city, and you tell me how many professional sports teams that can play in that city. That can or do? That do. All right, sure. <laughs> I like Good distinction. I did misspeak because a lot of professional sports teams could play in any city. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. 16. So, yeah, 16 uh, with the footballs. Let's, let's do Kansas City. Kansas City has, we're saying just pro leagues. Just not, pro, yeah. Not the cause college. No Kansas college. is a big college. And, yeah, yeah all right. sure. Kansas has none teams. What? <laughs> right? Oh. No, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Yeah, that's, that's one, one of them. And the Kansas City basketballers. <laughs> Kansas City is not does uh, no longer has a a basketball. What were they before? They did have the shoot. KC Shuckwickers. No, no, like they had the team that's like I think the team name's still around. The Hawks. I think so. The Kansas think City Hawks. Weren't they the Hawks? You might be the right Jayhawks, right? Uh, maybe because the Jayhawks in the minor leagues. I don't know. You're missing a baseball team. Sport. Okay. There. Oh, there's the Kansas City Royals. There you hey, go. Hey, nailed it. Also, there are the barbecue champions, KC Masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue. Oh, the Kings. Barbecue the Kings. could be a That's professional sport. Sacramento Kings used to be in yeah, Kansas Sacramento City. Kings the Sacramento Kings, Kings. Kings. We're in. Jacob is better at Googling than I am. Did you notice that? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> he left you totally alone while we just turned to our internet machines. That's fine. Try to do. Uh, when sports do, come up, I feel totally alone anyway. Let's do uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles has yeah. at least five professional teams. Absolutely. They, they have, absolutely have more than a five. hockey team. Called the, they have a basketball team. They Oh, the hockey team is the LA Kings. Yep. Good. The, hockey t- or the basketball team is the Lakers. Is that the only basketball team? The Clippers as well. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. LA also has, three for three. Uh, as far as football goes, well, I guess San Francisco 49ers. Right. Oh, yeah. I should have said California. I shouldn't have, yeah. said, I shouldn't have said. San Francisco oh, by the 49ers. Way, yeah. I should have made it California, and then we have to go back to basketball. Okay. <laughs> and there's another L.A. team? There's, there's three L.A. Cal- teams? There's another California basketball Cal- team. Ah, the Bears. <laughs> well, there are, two other, there are two other California teams. The yeah. San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. That's in Texas. In Texas. <laughs> the, uh, the, California, California. the California Wizards. What's California's nickname? The Golden State. Uh-uh. So. The Suns, the Suns, that's the Phoenix. Suns, of course. Golden State Warriors, Golden State Warriors. Is that a real? That's the that's the team that loses to the Globetrotters, right? No, uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's the, the Generals. That's the Generals. 
Um, all right, we're gonna. That was a good, good effort. <laughs> good effort. I misphrased it. I should have said California. That I can't. My, that was, I can't I tell up. you how much fun that was for me. <laughs> <laughs> I did just name the Sacramento Kings, and you didn't get that one. <laughs> that is true. It's what also are they? California. They're a basketball team. Not that I've heard of. <laughs> are they? Are yeah, they really? Really? California I mean, has three football teams. They're, they're owned by the Maloof brothers, who Who's owns the, other, uh, the Palms. Who's the other football team they got? So na- name three California football teams. Good gravy. The 49ers. Mm-hmm. The Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders. The only reason I know the Kings and the Raiders is because yeah. of being an NWA fan. It's <laughs> the only reason. Indoctrinated as a 13-year-old yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. suburban rap head. Um, there are certain teams that transcend fashion. Like there's a, Many times I thought I was talking to a New York Yankees fan who had no knowledge of baseball whatsoever, but they were just... I used to wear Cubs gear, gear. In, in high school because yeah. I was a fan of Chicago, the city. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that you liked, I hated baseball. And you liked being uh, screwed in the butt by bigger, burlier men. You were a Cub. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I was. There it is. I was You're in like, training. I don't like baseball, but give me all that Cub gear you got. Give me all your Cubbing. I'm gonna all get... your Randy Saxon, too. <laughs> give me all your Cubbing. Don't let up until we're through. I got to take a... A stroll through the Fruit Loop, but I don't have much time. Mm. I need to wear a bunch of cup gear. Cup gear, please. Cup gear, Lick please. Lick split. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lick that split, please. San Diego. San Diego Chargers. Yes, hey. that's right. Those are, they're relatively new, though. No. That whole, no. Come on. That electric no. bolt on the side of their helmet. Defined relatively. Like 10 years? No. Really? Like, they've been around for a good long time. Was that lightning bolt on their helmet the thing I, forever? I can't imagine they'd have any other logo. That feels new. Jacob, are you on this already? <laughs> yep. Okay. It feels really new. <laughs> I mean, there might have been more. And know, it feels gauche, less, if I'm being honest. All right. Let's, I don't let's like that design. It's very, it's very much like electro light. It's just dumb. It's like, they look like a Gatorade. I mean, teams teams do often like, you know, re- redo their uniforms and stuff. So Yes. Uh, are the Chargers going to finally fix this? <laughs> They've been around since 1970. Just 1970. So new. So new. Well, what was their thing before? They were always the Chargers. They were the lightning bolt. Were they always the lightning yeah, bolt? The Superchargers. That's the, that's their full name. Well, then why don't they go Supercharger? That is their name. Why don't they call it that? I, I don't I know. Don't it's know. like the Knicks are actually the Knickerbuckers. The Knickerbockers. Yeah, what did I say? Knickerbuckers? <laughs> no, they, they are actually the Knickerbuckers. That, that is correct. That, <laughs> Wait, that's it. Is it? No, of yeah, course, of course not. not. No, it's Knickerbockers. <laughs> Named after a brewery. Brewery. I can't say anything today. I cannot say anything today. Made after a brew a brewery. I would love a team called the Superchargers. It I would love a like... team named after beers. Why? Do, well, it's coming. Like yeah. the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> yeah, like, like them. They're my favorite team. I wish somehow there's a professional sports team like we, that. Why don't we have? Why don't we have what we got? We could have the hops. Yeah, we could have the barley malts. Barley malts. We could have the Sam Adamses. I like lagers. The lot. The, <laughs> Oh, the Kenny Loggers Roasters. Yeah, the Kenny, Kenny Loggers. I think, I think there is a minor league team called the Loggerheads, but that's talking about the turtle. Yeah, close enough. Turtling? Yeah, yeah. We'll take them. Turtling. Little turtle turtle, turtle headed. Little turtle headed. That's what the fans are called, turtle heads. Yeah. <laughs> they wear cheese. Yeah, and they all walk around like kind of awkwardly slow, but they don't want anyone to ask them why. <laughs> Time for the game to start. <laughs> I was making a different turtle Two head different joke. jokes. Yeah, two different jokes. Mm, we have a guest in the studio today. <laughs> Sitting in with us. It's Jacob. Looking at us awkwardly. I shouldn't have stopped that. Paul was actually combining both jokes. So that was really funny. <laughs> no, it's fine. No. Scott McGee is here. 
Hello, hello. Hi, Scott. Listen to that voice. What a good. You should do a podcast. You got a good voice for it. Uh, Actually, San Diego Superchargers is their fight song. Yeah. It's like, go, go, superchargers. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it, it, it is a very 70s sounding fight song. superchargers. San Diego, superchargers. Something like that. Yeah. It's it's very 70s sounding. Nice. Yeah. Like they have like, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> they still play it. Here come the chargers. Superchargers. Superchargers. Touchdowns are far Touchdowns out. Touchdowns are happening. It's the happening play. What's going down? Get Let- back with the field goal. Slap me some pigskin. San Diego Doug you know what? <laughs> did play on the Chargers for a short time. You, you nailed it. I don't think you meant to, but Doug nope. did play on the Chargers. I just threw a random name out there, oh, and it worked. The funk, the funk gods were with me. Yeah, mm. San Diego. This is actually Super the fight Chargers. Song. This is the actual song. San this Diego. is this is the real one. Here Holy we go. Fuck. This is awesome. I told you, it's '70s riffing. I mean, you can get a, you could not get a stadium to clap to this. <laughs> oh wow, is that better than what we were doing? Oh. All right, cut it, cut it before we get sued. Was that the okay. fifth dimension? I mean, it's funny. That's is amazing. That like, That's funkerific. They're like the song's really black, but this is San Diego. We should get the whitest singer we can <laughs> in the studio and sing that shit. I don't know. Man, that's great. <laughs> that is really good. That's that is fun. the only fight song other than my team's fight song that I can tell you about. Why don't they use that if the, for everything? It's weird. Sports teams in general, just the the fight song is a very college sports thing. Yeah, a lot of sports teams don't do the right. don't do the songs. The uh, the the skins have a fight song that they sure. kind of play. Do you know the Giants fight song? No. I mean, there's got to be one. I'm sure there is too, but you know, like the Giants, like everything in New York just kind of like the Mets have an awful song. If you ever like, right? They're like, meet the Mets. Mets fantastic. Mets in your pants. Hey, Mets. It's really bad. It's a Broadway bad. people that oh, took it I don't over? know what it is. It must have been. It must have been someone's like, Broadway with the Mets. Let's do this. It's like, well, we need a good, strong fight song. Let's oh, get man. Tommy Tune in here. <laughs> He's going to belt one out. He's going to tear it up. One of the best SNL sketches from last year was that that that, uh, that the that real halftime show got snowed out. So they brought in the Broadway guys to put on <laughs> Super Bowl the musical. It was, it was with Melissa McCarthy. It was one of the that sounds Taron Kill. Awesome. Awesome. Plays Peyton Manning. It is really good. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. It's really funny. Shit, I gotta see but, that. But uh, yeah, the Mets theme song is terrible. Scott, where are you you're from Montana? Uh, that's where I work now. Yeah, that's where you work now. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Mississippi originally. You're from? Oh, okay. But so, I, I grew up. I, I went to the school in Cincinnati. My my family is from there, so I cheer for the the Bengals and the Reds. And yeah. Do the Bengals have a fight song? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think they do. I'm sure they do. Actually, it's just a tiger going. Because the the, uh, the Yankees just use uh, New York, New York, the Sinatra song. That's the whole thing. That's, yeah, the Saints use uh, when the Saints go marching in. Right. I mean, that's, that's like that's a layup. That's a layup. Oh yeah. It's a layup of an adoption. Uh, actually, I think uh, to a certain degree, "Welcome to the Jungle" has been adapted by adopted rather by the Bengals. Yeah, because they call the city in the jungle something like in. So. Oh right. That's right. That's right. So they do play that a lot. That's I believe it was the Mets. Um, 
who knew that the song was cheesy, and so they actually did like a contest for like let's adopt a new song, and I think they wanted to have like a Yankees like thing where they just associate Sinatra or somebody with their thing, uh-huh. and uh, they got Rickrolled. Everybody, everybody voted in. for never gonna everybody give you up. Everybody voted in for never give you up by Rick Astley. <laughs> That's awesome. And, it, and opening day, they had to play they it. Played it, and then everyone started laughing. And so they're like, "Oh shit, we made a mistake." And someone <laughs> let them know that uh, they were they were Rickrolled. They didn't realize. That, they didn't realize that. The, who that, are that, these? That, uh, the who people are the marketing geniuses? No, but you know, the, 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 you know the old baseball people. They, they're not. They're not on the uh, the trends. The internet trends. <laughs> They're not old complaining. Baseball they're, people. They're not complaining about the ice bucket challenge at their board meeting. What's happening? Oh boy, we so got you... how many more innings? Oh boy, oh, in my boy. life, how many more innings are left in my how life? How many more innings in my life? Uh, we still sell peanuts, right? Oh, are they in shell? Are they in shell? How about this? Why don't we sell? Why, why don't we try them out of shell? Oh, he died. It was a good run. <laughs> so, Scott, you run the Missoula Children's Theater Company? <laughs> no, I don't run it. I don't run it. You but are, I am an actor-director with you, them. You're yeah. a founding member. <laughs> no. His um, last keep, name is keep, Missoula. Keep trying. Keep trying. Uh, <laughs> no, so, I'm an actor director with them. Uh, they've been around 40 years now. Okay. Uh, so and how long have you been with them? I've been off and on for 20. That's almost senior Wince's time right there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> really? We're going back to that? Yeah. I'll bring him back every time. Drag his dead corpse from episode to episode. Cold, <laughs> dead hand. Something's got to keep him relevant. Uh, I'm keeping the torch. I can't believe I get to be in the room with you while you do that. <laughs> Uh, lucky me. <laughs> I'm actually going to leave the room while you do that. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, so, uh, actor director, what does that what does that mean? All right. So, what, <laughs> what the hell this is, is an mean? actual question? Matt <laughs> really wants to know. He has no clue. Now you're see the curtain is right. The emperor has no clothes, folks. Now you see it. Now you fucking see it. <laughs> you're. <laughs> About, All is revealed. I, I, I talked about interviewing my pre-interview skill, improving my pre-interview skill. Oh, well, well, well they've got up a couple. Ratchet, 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 boom. I, I, Home uh, run, Matt. Home run question. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I'll have you know so that I... Acting and directing, what's that about? I, uh... <laughs> what does that entail precisely? Give me a give me a flavor. Give me some flavor on this whole acting and directing. This sounds fascinating. I will rephrase. <laughs> All right, here we go. The call right now is strike one. Uh, how about how many more of these? How many more pitches do you get? Being an actor director means you basically just travel the country in a truck. Correct. I do travel the country in a truck. Uh, it's me and my uh, tour partner, so the, another actor director. Yeah, and there's two of us. That's <laughs> where I was going with it, Paul. I apologize for misphrasing. I, uh, yeah, no. When you throw in truck, it makes all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so you travel in a truck. <laughs> now, now the interview is yours. Uh, oh no! Great. So, when you are putting on a children's production, yes. First of all. Uh, you you haven't written any of these, have you? I have not. No, you have not. So these are classic children's productions, as it were. Uh, they are takes on classic uh, fairy tales and other you know, public domain material. So, as a director, when you are faced with a classic piece of material like that, how much leeway do you have? Have you gone so far as to set Little Red Riding Hood in thirties Germany? 
<laughs> no. Oh, well, that's your challenge, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Although our, our, ride, our Red Riding Hood is uh, all like blues music. Ooh, our, so there is a little bit of artistic license you guys can take. Oh, there's lots, because in, with the public domain material, you can pretty much make your fairy tale, whatever characters add them in and out, that sort of thing. Mm. The current production that, that my team is doing is Robin Hood. Ah, very cool. And so it's kind of a Monty Python-esque Robin Hood. Got so it. It's, it's a lot of silliness going back and forth. The character that we play, we play, we act in with the children themselves as well. So it is a children's theater company, as in children play the majority of the roles? Correct. Ah, that makes more sense. I thought it was just a show for the kiddies. It's oh, you yeah, know, we roll into town and we they we audition kids to be in the production with oh, us. Oh, wow. So every, oh, well, that's a challenge then. Yes. So you ha- how long do you have to mount a production? A week. Oh, five and a half days. Boy, are kids still on book? Is that how it goes? No, no. Is, are there teleprompters? What's happening? No. What happens is uh, we, we roll in on Monday, have an audition, two-hour audition. We audition anywhere from 30 to 200 kids, and we cast 60 of the kids Whoa. Uh, in the roles, including all the leads, Robin Hood and Maid Mary and all that sort of thing. Um, we give them, After two hours, we give them their scripts, uh, the 60 kids. Uh, age ranges from high school all the way down to kindergarten so five to 18 year old wow they we start rehearsal that day two hour rehearsal uh keep some of the kids afterwards uh for that two hours start teaching them their scripts the next day for the next three four days they come in we rehearse the whole show four hours at a pop basically two hour two hours a break two hours so four hours for each day gotcha kids are learning they have their script memorized by the next day so we tell them to go home, memorize their scripts. They go home, and memorize their scripts. They come in off book the next day. That's Jeez. wow. And uh, then we just give them the blocking. We teach them the songs. Uh, we have a live pianist that come in every uh, on Wednesdays. They play along with us. That's one of the things that the towns provide that we come in as the uh, piano player. And then either Friday or Saturday we perform the production full one hour musical. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's cool. Well, I guess it, it helps. You know, kids are their brains are a little more amenable to picking stuff up quick. Right. So getting memorization stuff. I rem- I could memorize stuff a lot better as a child. I remember that. And kids are sponges like that. Yeah. You know? And uh, and I think the fact that you run it twice, you know, two two-hour blocks right there before you have them go memorize it, it's getting it in your body physically a little bit first. Sure. That always helps, too. And the blocking always helps with the lines. Mm-hmm. And, and plus these kids are uh, – most kids we find uh, that you tell them to do something and they haven't learned – that it might be impossible or they hadn't learned to say no. Right. So you tell them to go home, memorize a 40-page script, and they say, okay, uh, okay, and they go home and they will come back with it memorized. And it's just amazing like that because when we, as we get older, we learn our limitations and we learn and we put these on ourselves to some degree as well. Yes. And so we start saying, oh, I can't do this. So if we did this adults, it would never work. It would fail. That's fascinating because, I mean, that's the whole thing when I'm teaching improvisation. It's yeah. all about just trying to get people back into that childhood mindset exactly. for that exact reason so you everything is possible yeah. things can work you're Absolutely. not judging yourself you're just having fun you're in the moment you're alive you're real you're compelling so these guys are already there so half yeah. the work's done those are the keystones of it and that we when we come into town we we work with a, either a school or a civic organization and we also do workshops as well and so we're teaching we're going to outreaches to schools as well and do the workshops for the you know 45 minute workshops uh, various uh skills acting improv this sort of thing as yeah well. but but yeah, it's it's one of those things that you work in with these kids, and it's remarkable. A parent will come in on Saturday, never having seen the process, and it's a full blown production: costumes, lights, makeup, set, full set. And they're like, you know, how many months did you work on this, or how many weeks? And it's like, well, it's just five and a half days, basically. And it's it's a pretty, you know, so it's a Missoula's been doing it for forty years, like I said, and and they've got it down to a, a, a you know, pretty pretty good science I would on how say, to work. yeah. There's a documentary about it, isn't there? There is. It's called The Little Red Truck. And you can, I think it's all on Netflix. You can see the process and how it works. Ooh. Yeah, it's very pretty cool. cool. 
I heard truck, so I'm gonna come back. Yeah, there. yeah, that was your that was your cue, Matt. You're in. <laughs> so, do you drive a little red truck? <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's a good question, thank Matt. You, there Paul. you go. I just love, thank you so much. I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> we we do have a little red truck. It's a big red truck now. It's a it's a Ford F one fifty. But they started off with these little small ones, and but that's kind of been their symbol for uh, since they started. And it's got a back uh, topper on it, and we carry everything in the back of the truck. And the company's been for forty years. You've been doing it on and off for how for, long? For twenty since twenty uh, ninety four. And then, uh, how did you come to know this company? Well, as most actors, I went to a catacall audition, and uh, so you, you learn of the companies through the catacall auditions. And actually, I had seen them at a catacall, but I did not get the job there. A friend of mine had done it for a year. A job opened up for me and my girlfriend at the time, and we went and auditioned, sent in a videotape audition. Where are you in 94? Where am I? Where are you in 94? Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Okay. So are you doing improv stuff there? I am. I'm doing, okay. I'm doing improv stuff and uh, working some murder mystery theater and stuff like that. She's in Philadelphia just having graduated Northwestern. So we're doing train relationship. Uh, we're looking for a job together. She's to, she's working with a, a theater there. And oh, okay. So we're looking for something together. Friend gets a job, says, hey. So you were, you were not what, – what your ambitions for theater were still like a theater company type of thing? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, so – I still hadn't – you know, we were – it was. It was. You get into that situation where you're doing theater, but you're in a relationship. And you're not really sure which takes. You're trying to work both out, and yeah. as an actor, it's hard to do. You know, it's hard it to is. Balance. It's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Paul and I have the two different relationships that are equally hard. Where he has a working professional uh, as a as a wife. I my wife is absolutely a working professional, but also in show business. Yeah. And so you have to figure out. Sometimes it's great to have a partner who is in show business, so that you can. Uh, kind of sympathize with each other's problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Other times, it's nice to have someone outside of that world to talk to because they make a lot more sense I'm of things. Very happy to be married to a civilian. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, makes a world of difference for me. Um, are you married now? No. Well, there we go. We know the choice that he made. Then <laughs> we know the choice. Oh, that he I made. think he's married. It's a little red truck. <laughs> <laughs> that slutty truck. Um, <laughs> that's an offshoot production. That's a different. That's a different show. That's so slutty truck. That's slutty truck. <laughs> you're you're right that kids, kids don't know. <laughs> Jacob, uh, I thought this was gonna be a children's show. <laughs> Not tonight. <laughs> I got a whole different show. Oh no! Here I go again. <laughs> and it's actually David Coverdale. <laughs> That's David his... Coverdale will come to your town and dry hump a truck. Yeah. Uh... I'll tell you, that slutty truck and me have been all around this country. This just, this just became an interview he could have played for his bosses to an interview he can't play for his bosses. <laughs> this was never going to be an interview he this could play for his bosses. That's true. That's true. Special clips. Just, just isolate it. So when you go, they, do they give you your whole schedule? Do you check in with them? Yeah. Uh, we, we check in about three times a year. So we're okay. on the road about 42 out of 52 weeks, pretty much. That's crazy amount yeah. of time to be on the road. It is. Yeah. And that's why you said on and off. I was going to say, like, you have to, to, you've taken some breaks? I have taken breaks to do certain things. Uh, other gigs here and there. And um, but but yeah, the contract is twelve month contracts generally. Okay. Uh, starting in June, then working all the way back through to May. Okay. Uh, we just ha- I'm on a break now. 
Right. So for two weeks, and then I go back on the road in uh, another week, and then I'll be straight through all the way through uh, Christmas time, then off about two weeks there, and then come back and do it in the uh, winter spring. So this just – did you know when you took the job that this would become like a whole lifestyle no, for you? No, not at all. Wasn't wasn't my ambition at all. And then when you t- – when some of these breaks that you've taken, were any of them in your mind like the last time? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, we've all. I mean, every actor has gone back to that job they thought they'd left for the last time. Yeah. And in your situation, your thing is a, is actually a, a, a good gig. It's just imagine, yeah. but life on the road. It's just to be. It's got to be tough. No, it's it's extremely tough. But I mean, your your fallback is thriving in the arts and doing beautiful things with 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 kids. Well, it's yeah. That's the reward. I mean, you do it for you don't do it for the money. Yeah. And right. uh, and you don't do it for the company because it's just you and your tour partner, and you're on the road, and you're in a different place every week. Is he another actor as well? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And we, we switch out. So every week, uh, one of us will be the director for the week, and the mm-hmm. other person is the, is the actor on stage with the kids. Okay. So, uh, and then we'll, the next week, it'll reverse. Okay. So, what is your favorite role to play in a children's show? <laughs> well, I did Long John Silver in uh, Treasure Island. Ooh, I really cool. love doing that. that oh, okay. So, Paul, what would be your favorite role to play? That would be up there. Yeah. Long John Silver would be up there. Anything talking to pirate voice, that's going to be number one. Anything a ridiculous accent. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe uh, to be um, the the what's his name the chimney sweep from Mary Poppins. <laughs> I don't know if Bert. They, do you go? Bert, do you exactly. go? Is that on your roster? Uh, Mary Poppins is copyrighted. So yeah, so I couldn't do Mary Poppins. All right, so let me think uh, more. Not more. Yeah, public, I think public domain. The big bad wolf. Big from bad wolf was what I was thinking. I was, was, was going right? to go with big bad wolf. That'd be fun. And especially if he's the big bad bluesy wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we play that one, and the switch in that one is that the, his brother is the little lovable wolf, who's the mischief mischievous one oh. so big bad wolf has gotten a bad rap basically oh interesting and he's guiding red riding hood and her sisters and friends down the right path okay so now you deal you, you do children's theater but i bet you have to still deal with a lot of adults in different towns right that's the worst part of the job I was, <laughs> that's right I, that was my guess is that i bet yep. i bet the worst part is still adults so like uh, what, what's some of, what are some of the nightmare scenarios to deal with like what's the first thing you have to assess when you pull in the town well, we always have a contact, someone that is arranged the week and has all our housing arrangements, have the space arrangements. And it ranges from somebody who's really on top of and has everything, you know, just planned out to somebody who doesn't just doesn't care, just completely checked out. So we'll come in and the cheerleading group has the space. Like we need that to rehearse. <laughs> like we only have we have 16. Five yeah, 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 come on. And, and so the, that and she doesn't care. You know, the contact just completely doesn't care. Yeah. Or our housing is not set up. Or the piano player can only make it for Wednesday. Is that okay? I mean, when you're on the road for 42 weeks of the year, housing not being in place has got to just be a kick in the balls, right? Do I mean, you spend a lot of nights in the little red truck? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we're, everything is, is provided. Either it's a hotel or it's a homestay. So we stay with families. Okay. That's got to be a cool part, yeah? Yeah. yeah Home-cooked meals. I love staying with families. Uh, the only bad thing about staying with families is sometimes their kids are in the show, and so you're kind of always on. Oh, and you don't yeah, have a t- yeah. chance to escape. But it is nice to sit with a family and have something home cooked. I'm memorizing my script. Pass the potatoes. Let's play Candyland. Pass the potatoes, big bad wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Pass them like a wolf. <laughs> Pass them like a wolf. Pass them like a wolf, goddammit. <laughs> Show me your want. What lies behind that action? Why are you passing the potatoes? It's Fuck also, you, wolf. It's also hard. I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> this is garbage. I thought you said he was method. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> by that I mean where we live in my trailer. Which is my yeah. We live in a trailer. We live in a trailer. I'll be in here. I'll be in this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've had that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet you've had all that. I mean, how, you said 20 years, so you had every experience, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we it, it ranges. I and mean, like, we stayed one time at a uh, horse farm. So, oh, and, uh, well, and cattle as well. I mean, but they were raising horses and cattle, and, and they said, we'll wake up if you want to come help birth a calf. And we're like, sure. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, you yeah, know, you all your improv training. If you're there, like, you don't yes, pass and if I'm there, I'm, gonna, yeah. Yeah, I'm only going to be here for a week. Yeah. Might as well say yes and do a calf birth. So you did a calf birth. I did. I woke up to a flashlight in my face, and it was the five-year-old. Damn it, get up. Dress up like a wolf and meet me in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> And it's had to quick. stick my hand up there to pull them wow. out. Wow! Oh, you were the one. I was. I was. So you were the director that week. <laughs> they wouldn't have asked. They wouldn't have asked the actor to stick their hands up there. It would have been the director only. Wow! Um, what the fuck was that like? <laughs> the birth in the calf? Yeah, I was pretty. It's pretty wild. It's crazy. I mean, what kind of instructions? Like, what are the rules? They didn't seem to have too many, uh, but <laughs> the species has survived survived for many years. But they do have a chain that they put onto the the legs, okay, so they to help pull it. And if it's not positioned the right way, you got to reach in and to, you know adjust and adjust it and pull off the, the legs head. specifically. No, the head oh, at the that head. point, yeah, but because the, the legs and then you and then they just pull it. It does most of the work itself, yeah. Strange enough, but you but they're there because they expect so. But they're you know it's that's money to them you know that's their yeah and so they they want to make sure that the mother's all right and the calf's all right that's so. becoming more and more popular you know um, that a lot of people are getting into calf being, birthing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's great exercise <laughs> <laughs> it really, I mean it, the, your shoulders just get shredded. well your shoulders of course but <laughs> yeah. let's not forget your calf muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Please take Paul with you. <laughs> Come on, Remy. What's going on? What's going on, Remy? Where are you? So, oh, he's fucking fired. Here's the thing. So you're working with you're working with kids. You're not married. You're working with kids. Right. You're on the road 42 weeks a year. Yeah. What habits do you do to to socialize? What do you do uh, to kind of get out and, and? The toughest part of the job. You every that's one of the things when we're auditioning. We ask the kids when we're in that town. Uh, what what. We're here for a week. What should we see while we're here? What should You've we do? While got we're here? to go see Chuck E. Cheese. Always. The new review is out of control. I thought last year's pizza for me was going to be their topper. No, 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 no. This year it's pizza for everyone. Of course, pizza for everyone. It was right there in front of us, but it took Chucky to really make it happen. Oh man, you could have had better timing. They just brought back the McRib to McDonald's. You can't. You cannot leave town without a McRib. <laughs> we, we, we would get those all the time and we would have to put the caveat now on it like that we can't do anywhere else. Yeah, you can't do anywhere but they else. still they still they still say Chuck E. Cheese, no, I, they say McDonald's. What drove me crazy when I first moved to Vegas is I asked people what the best burger was and everybody would recommend a fast food place. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, the whole idea is I want the best burger yeah, that I can tra- only find here. Mm-hmm. We try to get off the beaten path and that's what's cool. The, the, the towns we go to aren't usually bigger towns either because the places that we're going to are places that don't have arts in their community already for the most part. Right. So for the most, we are the arts community. They're so arts program for the year. They're small towns. Lots of them are. Lots I would say towns. 75% of what we do is small mm. towns. And then, so it's like, you're like, uh, mm-hmm. hey, kid, where does your dad drink? <laughs> where does your dad drink a beer? Sometimes they'll point to the local uh, okay. watering hole. That's where you go. Is it hard to be like, uh, you know, come over for me, love? Sure. Just so you know, at the end, I'd like to go out to a sports bar and watch something on television. Yeah, you don't get a, you miss a lot of TV. You miss a lot of things because there's just a lot of access. You, you just don't, don't do it. You don't have don't it. Do you it. Know? Yeah. And how many times do you have like your your uh, do you have Wi-Fi and what's the password speech down? <laughs> wow, Pat? yeah, yeah. You try to you try to get that, but you know even sometimes it's it's really tough. They're not going to have like, it. Like we got you in a, we got, we got you out in the guest house. Okay, great. 
and it's out in the back there, you know, on the back part of the property, and there's no anything. You know, you you're going to be sharing it with the spiders now, so just understand them spiders <laughs> got half of the hell. <laughs> you go, you cross that line, they're going to bite you. But we you, Currently, we're watching America's Got Talent. I hope you're okay with that. Oh, you oh, see a lot geez. of that. Yeah, you fucking that. spiders always watching America's Got Talent. Change the channel for once. No way. We watch the commercials. We don't want to miss a second. Oh, gross. It's <laughs> the um, worst thing about I went spiders. to a place where the lady, old lady I was staying with, she pointed down to the cellar. She goes, you're going to be down there. I'm like, okay. And so I go down, and there's a cot set oh, up. God. And it's oh. cold. Covered in an inch of cat hair. Oh, it was the times. cat room. It was the cat's place. It was the cat's room, oh. and that's where I was going to be staying. And at that point, I developed uh, an allergy to cats. And I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. It's not. I'm, you know, I, I didn't tell you this in my bio." And I got out of there. But uh, but sometimes oh, that's I thought you were going to point her. Like, now you go down there and sleep in the cot. I'll be, I'll be up in your I'm room. I'm sleeping in your bed tonight. <laughs> but so it's all Give arranged. <laughs> So it's all arranged for you, for better or for worse. Correct. You're not shopping on on Airbnb or anything like that. You you got to go with what what comes your way. Sometimes it's really nice. You'll get a five star, something really nice, or a B and B, something that's really great. But then sometimes it's you know it's, it's a, a cat hair it's bed. It's a cat hair bed. <laughs> um, now you've been with the company for so long. Do you go to the same cities every year? Uh, the company does. The company has return rates over ninety percent, which is great. That's, um, of course, I mean, it's a, I imagine it has to be. It's it's so impressive pulling that off. Forty years, yeah, and also just the forty years of finding communities that need it. Well, they're the largest touring international children's theater in the world now, and we go to all fifty states. We go to sixteen other countries as well. So we go overseas. Have you gone to sixteen other countries? I've gone to thirteen. You've gone wow. to thirteen other countries? Yeah. Uh, we're so. Is how, this do you boat, know other is languages? Boat travel? How is this uh, accomplished? <laughs> we fly. We have fly tours, so everything gets packed up into big crates and big giant tubes, and we send them over. But they have to be shaped like trucks, just so they <laughs> keep the marketing tip top. Exactly. <laughs> Look at the flying truck, Mama! <laughs> the theater is here. The theater's coming. <laughs> hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> um, how, wh- wh- how many countries? Name the countries you've gone to. Oh, well, most recently I was in Asia. Mexida? What? Asia? <laughs> Asia is not a country, <laughs> Scott. No, no, no. I was, in, I was in Asia, so I went to Japan. I went to South Korea. I was in China. Uh, I was in Guam, which is some it's a territory more mm-hmm. than a country. Right. Uh, over in Europe, I was in Italy. I was in Germany. Uh, and you work with all kids when you go to these places as well? Correct. Most, do you most, speak the language? Do you have a translator? How does that work? Um, most of the, the places that we go overseas are military installations. Ah. Uh, so we're dealing with the military kids that are on the bases and sort of thing. And it's, we have a contract with all the Air Force bases, everyone, and several of the naval bases uh, as well as uh, Army posts and things like that and Marines. But, uh, so there, and, so we, and I just got this summer, I just dealt with some kids that I had taught overseas. And so they've been shipped around, but MCT is like a con- Missoula Children's Theater is one of those constants that they have in their curriculum. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So they were transferred to another base, and you're working with them again mm-hmm. back in the States? You're right. Yeah, very cool. But uh, in Japan, th- we do a couple of places where they don't speak uh, English as their first language. And so we're doing it in Japanese school. They learn it in English, so they learn it phonetically. And then we teach them in Japanese. So I had to learn a little Japanese to be able to run the rehearsal. We do have translators on site. What are some Japanese catchphrases that we can uh, start, start instituting in our directing lives? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, means sit down, please. Swate kudasai. Swate kudasai. Swate kudasai. means stand up. Yeah. All right. And then, okikoide, um, which means uh, do it again. Nice. And let's, I, well, it's, and been, it's been a very, I learned it. While I was there. So and sapatubada, which means, uh, where's your sake? 
Sapa dupa da. I know when you send it, you say eat a duck a must. Which is like I always mean to eat a duck I must. That's how you learn it. <laughs> eat a duck I must. Yeah, but, but you learn you learn those little things to kind of help you get around. But so I learned sure. to apologize in Spanish. I was those los seeing toes. That's how I'd remember it. Los sientos. <laughs> <laughs> Learning a guy my size needs to know how to say sorry when he travels to Spain. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you can bump into a lot of people. And they hate you for being American. <laughs> um so are some places like I met like all I'm thinking of is that some places must be like you gotta be like oh, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here and other places you must sometimes you must be like a shoot you know what it's I hard bet to live, I huh? could I bet I think you has know, there been a, a place different... where you've been like oh man this is the spot where I'm gonna set down roots the truck is gonna get parked <laughs> yeah you put got, on the you... parking brake <laughs> you you go to places that are so nice and people are so welcoming and you're like I could live here yeah and that's one of the Tough, and, and some people, that's the way it happens for them, a lot of these directors. Because right, at any one time, there are 50 teams traveling around. So that's 100 tour yeah, actors. Yeah, Paul and I cannot get an audition. We can't even get close <laughs> to this place. <laughs> but people will come off the road because they've met a group of people. They've met a place. And like, hey, you know what? I really like Sacramento or whatever. Yeah. You know? And they go, oh, that's mm-hmm. where I'm going to go. And, and then just and now the occupation matters less and the community matters more. Like you've been traveling, traveling, and finally you found a group of people that are welcoming. And I'll figure something out. Sure. Time to stop uh, teaching Little Red Riding Hood. Well, yeah, but most of most of the people that come through are just right out of college. They've got their degrees. And so it's a great first step. It's a full-time job. It's sure. a traveling job. You get paid to do it. Um, It'd be a wonderful experience. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. For it's a, a known actor. company for your great. for your resume. Yeah, people know it. And, and, and so you, you know, it's, it's really good for them. And they do it maybe a year, maybe two years. Turnover is really big because you can't expect somebody to be on the road without friends or family. No. So are you unusual then to yeah. have done it as much as you have? Yeah, I, I'm pretty much, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the longest-term vet there. Uh, there's, a, there's a married couple that does it. There's a couple of married couples, and it's great for them. They're building, yeah. a, they're building up a great nest egg. Um, but they, one couple did it for eight years. Right, so the pay is not great, but you don't have bills if you do it right. You're, you're Everything, just... all, all your overhead is covered. That's cool. You know, so it's, it's pretty... If you're if you're smart with your money, you can save a lot. And that's like boat work. It's a similar kind of thing. Yeah, you're kind of away from everybody. You, you got to disappear into that. When I was a housekeeper in the Virgin Islands, it was the same, same kind of thing, same right? Thing. Yeah. yeah, you totally disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I did disappear. And how I long definitely were, thought I could live there. How long were your days inside the hotel? Uh, well, it was it was all campground stuff, so it was all like uh, cabins. Uh, but oh, that's right. You I, had to repair like uh, yeah, yeah, mosquito but, nets and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like fix a like a. Uh, swap gas for Coleman stoves and take laundry, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and sweep a lot of sweeping. Mm-hmm. Um, My wife just informed me last night that uh, she wants to go to the Virgin Islands. Yeah, it's Thought a great place to visit. Uh, it honestly is beautiful and it's different. Like Hawaii is gigantic, mm-hmm. you know, it's so beautiful, but it's so big. And then a lot of other tourist destinations are filled with people who um, like panhandle for tourists. So you go somewhere and you'll get, um, you know, whatever your sleeve tugged. You'll get people kind of offering stuff. Virgin Islands, you just go there and you visit. There's not a lot of people offering to do stuff for you. You kind of have to figure it out on mm-hmm. your own. So it really is nice. And all the islands are small. So like St. John or Tortola or Jos Van Dyke, specifically Jos Van Dyke, is like what people picture where like everything is catered towards the beach. So like you're more likely to come up to a place by boat than you are by car. Mm-hmm. And so like everything's just geared towards bringing in boats and, and bring boats out and it just feels like a fantasy land are there so it any, is beautiful are there any jar- large cruise ships that stop there uh it, 
it used to be the cruise ships used to just go to Tortola and St. Thomas. Now, that right. was when I was down there. And so I know that it's since evolved. So St. John has, has been – actually, I think there's a big referendum about bringing cruise ships into the other side, the more local side of St. John. I was wondering, yeah. And, uh, yeah, once uh, – actually, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's so gross for me to talk about. But once Kenny Chesney put out Island Cowboy and made a big stink about helping fixing up Joost van Dijk and stuff <laughs> after the hurricanes, he really adopted the islands, uh, the British Virgin Islands and, and St. John as his. Oh, good for you, Kenny Chesney. He literally put all an album two foot called, three like, of you oh, fucking and, and, uh, the, uh, the locals are not happy about it but um but uh that created well, enough is Paul that created enough of attention that cruise ships started um cruise ships started uh docking at these places as well but they're still such so they're not like they don't have the docks both forms a lot they, they do the yeah the, the how, rafting oh in and that out. is the worst yeah 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 it is the worst yeah Ugh. <laughs> I mean that is the recipe for people getting left behind. Right. So no. Paul, like, do you almost, have any opinions on this? Just that. All the no. Almost all the infrastructure endeavors are that. Like, let's build a gigantic a dock yep. so that we can get the mm-hmm. cruise ships in here. Um, but yeah, no, it is popular down there. Not a lot of children's theater. I bet you could do some children's theater stuff down there as well. <laughs> Probably. So, what are the places? What are some of the communities that you're surprised that you like that maybe you thought like ah maybe I can do it differently here? Uh, what like are some I of the liked? places? Like yeah, what are some places you like that you actually thought about? possibly settling well, in well there's a lot of the small town in the uh in the great the great plains areas are, are really just i mean like wyoming you know it's yeah. just a wonderful there's lots of great communities there you know and people are just so nice there's not a lot to do outside i mean they have their own you can go and find a, a mall you know or that yeah. kind of thing you know it's, but it's not like it's not a big city i mean this right. small town living a lot of ranchers a lot of cowboys but um, at this point you must be more of a small town liver right yeah. Yeah, I, I really feel like that. Because and I, in 1994 in Chicago, you probably did not bet you would feel that way, right? <laughs> not at all. People who come to this job are from the cities more more times than not. Right. And they're, it's a real it's a culture shock just coming to Montana to begin with. Right. But Missoula itself is a bit is a bigger city in Montana or a bigger right. town at least in, in Montana. It it really it's it's colleges there, the University yeah. of Montana, so it's a college town. Um, so that, but it's just a shock to see the the Rockies. You know, yeah. and to be out in the Montana, but then when they get on the road. You drive across North or South Dakota. By the way, the Rockies are the uh, baseball team in Colorado. Paul. <laughs> Good to know. And the theme song is uh, "Go Go Rockies Go." <laughs> Let's go Rockies Rockies. <laughs> That's it. But it is when you go out to beautiful places. Like that was the biggest takeaway for me living in the Virgin Islands is that you go, oh, this is a whole uh, community of people living not for ambition mm-hmm. but for lifestyle. Right. Yeah. And that, like, when you live in a beautiful place, it gives a certain permission for that that you just don't understand when you're living in cities or living in such a goal-oriented uh, life. So in 94, you're taking improv classes where? Uh, no, I was working with a couple of improvisational teams at okay. the time, yeah. So uh, I had taken classes back in Cincinnati okay. and done that, and then I moved to following the girl to Chicago. She mm-hmm. was finishing up at Northwestern. So I started working with some improvisational teams there. Uh, I was doing some uh, murder mystery improv, like I was mentioned. And, uh, and murder some... mysteries, this thing that comes and goes in waves. Like suddenly, everyone will start doing murder mysteries again. Yeah. There's an uptick right now here in Vegas. Yeah. When I first new... moved here six years ago, almost everyone was doing murder mysteries. Yep. And then that, that dried up. And now it's back. Yeah. I, always, I always wanted to go into a murder mystery with friends and fake a murder <laughs> before they began their they... murder. <laughs> Sabotage the murder. Yeah, sabotage like prank a murder mystery team. Where you, you know, like, That'd be awesome. Like, ah, damn it! And then follow the on and have a friend be like, "No one leave. There's been a murder." And everyone who leaves in the murder mystery company be like, "What the, what the fuck, fuck, fuck do we do? Where do we go? What do we do from here?" That 
And that they're like, be, there, there's also been a murder over be here. An ultra prank to have like five murders happen before the show starts. <laughs> no one can leave until we solve six murders. You know, in another age, to have somebody fire a starter gun and stuff would just be outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, the stage, like a brutal murder, like you like, get yeah, the machine gun course. packets on the chest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah squibs go everywhere. Lit up like Scarface. Just. No one move. Someone's been murdered. Who? Yeah, it's that guy with the gun killed the guy. <laughs> uh, we could do we could do one based on the uh, events of the week. We could have the mystery elevator. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened to this elevator? I don't know. The two of us were in here, and one of us got knocked unconscious. <laughs> oh God! You get everybody into the elevator. Yeah. Everybody, in the, everybody elevator. in the elevator. We have to question one person. <laughs> uh, somebody hold the door. Oh, she's got it. <laughs> I suggest none of us talk to him for two hours. Good. Right. Thank Very you, Roger good. Goodell. Thank you. Very good. Give him time to get his story straight. Yeah. That's a, that's the first key to investigative We journey. don't let him on an elevator for the next two days. Very good. <laughs> It'll be the escalator for you, son. <laughs> Let's see how you like the stairs. But if you do it again, then we're going to come after you. Dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Those poor actors are calling their bosses. You're not going to believe this. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No. Um, All right, that's our mission, Matt. Yeah. To fake murder four times before a real murder mystery show starts. That's really, I mean, it'd be so fun. If I'm ever invited to one, I'm definitely going to do it. You know, it'd be a fun one to write where just tons of murders happen. Yeah. Like half the actors are dead before the show even starts. <laughs> <laughs> and like, especially like set someone up to be the prime suspect and then have them die. Mm-hmm. You know, we did on our cruise ship, uh, Cody Dove, one of our first guests. Yeah. He helped co-write an improvised murder mystery. That sounds difficult. Really tricky. Uh, and I ended up being the murdered person almost every time because I was the patriarch of the family and had the most to lose and had the most people who didn't like me. So the audience kind of always voted for me to get killed. Uh, so except for one time. So you were guilty by democracy? Aside, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aside from one performance, I was always the murdered person. And the way that plays out is the murdered person then gets in a disguise and comes back as the investigative police officer. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cute. That's good. Otherwise, you have to sit there the whole time. Uh, like, that, no, who wants to take a nap? That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's an easy believe buck. Me, believe me, we, we would have been fighting over who gets murdered. <laughs> I was going to say. If that was the first case. First week, no one wants the gig. Then, like, two months like, into the oh, gig. Oh, yeah. It's like, would you kill me this time? Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, no, no. It's my, I, called, I called murder last night. I Guys, called murder please, last night. throw some heat my way. Let the audience know <laughs> I should be killed. Please, please. <laughs> like, I stayed up all night. Like, I could really use a nap and I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I'll do my job. <laughs> um, imp- I, like, I, like, I, like, I like that someone's guilty by democracy. It was interesting. Or murdered by democracy. A murder and... And then guilty by democracy because then they vote on who they thought was the actual murderer. Right. And, wow. and everybody got to put in their vote. And then um, the tables would vote. And so it was table by table. Oh. It's really fun. So the whole table becomes investigative. So you have like an electoral college model. Right. Alive on the, so on each, the cruise ship. Each like table this, became its own uh, the state investigation of table team. Votes this, yeah. They all became their investigation team. So throughout was, one show, how many times did your average person vote? Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of voting going on well, Basically, the show. There you also was, could only be an iced tea table or a lemonade table. You couldn't do both. <laughs> right. So you had to vote for that. There's a vote at the top for yeah. who gets killed. Yeah. And then after that, each table is isolated as their own investigative team 
and they select one person to be their mouthpiece as you go to them and table by table we try and see why they voted for who they voted for who they thought was the the murderer and it was very cute sometimes it was really funny and dealing with some kids in that respect too very fun having them be the spokespersons again like uh uh there was a a show here when I first moved here called Sheer Madness. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's it in a barbershop. Yeah, yeah. It takes place in a barbershop and it ran, I guess, in three cities on the East Coast for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came here and, you know, for, for a variety of reasons, it did not do amazingly well. But uh, I went and saw it uh, in its last weeks uh, without knowing that it was in its last weeks. Um, and they were taking. Uh, audience polls for for which options you know like the, the, the it had a murder mystery but it also had a ton of different options and ways to go plot wise and it's based right. on audience voting and uh they they knew that they were not not long for the world and so they were taking um, the most outrageous suggestions well they were taking ones that we weren't voting for you know like we're all like uh him damn him and like all right the other guy did it okay great <laughs> and then they were just move on and they all just want to do stuff like, like they basically were like we fucking rehearsed this shit and no one's ever chosen it and we're fucking <laughs> we're doing this fucking monologue that i never got to do and we're doing this piece i never got to do um uh, everyone in the audience was like it was clearly we did not choose that <laughs> There's a musical called Mystery Edwin, Edwin Drood. Edwin Drood, yeah, 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 yeah. Where the audience votes on who the killer is. Yes. So you have like 12 options, and and your your ending changes depending on who the audience votes for. And there yes. was had a friend of mine was in it, and he never got. It was doing over summer, never got chosen. So the last night they made it him, so he could finally do his last monologue because yeah, he rehearsed it and not done it all summer long. That happened. We did it at my the college I I, I briefly attended. They did uh, Mystery of Edwin Drood, and yeah, that's rehearsed like something like eight endings or something oh, like that. Yeah. It's and, like uh, Clue, the movie. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, I think only three people ever got chosen, and it, yeah. it becomes a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. If, on paper you're like this is gonna be so exciting, it'll be a different ending every night. And you're yeah. like, no, it's gonna no. be one, gonna maybe two, yeah. and then a third just for the fuck of it. Isn't that and weird? Then, and then yeah, that's it. The, you, you don't. And then you start to get self-conscious, right? So the guy who always gets chosen wants to stop doing stuff to make himself look so so much like the murderer, and and someone else who's never been chosen is trying to like I gotta step it up. I can. So so you got, you're gonna have I'm, I'm gonna come up with an eye patch and a more sinister look tonight. <laughs> right. Try to this get chosen. Is, this is the problem. The problem is is uh, the actors they don't realize that there's a reset button every time a fresh audience comes in. They have none of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, tally in their head yeah. of what's going on. But it keeps but, it fresh for the actors. I mean, yeah. you yeah. do the same show and never change it. And those type of shows really you know, challenge the actors to, to keep it fresh, keep it new. They do have to things. do the, the eye patch thing as much as they can. That's what's a, I, mean, that's, I mean, I talked about my, my wife is in Jersey Boys, and that's what I say is maddening about the whole Broadway and, and, and the kind of uh, theater-run model, which is that like, you, you, take, you, you, have, you take the most creative people in the world and you make them do the same exact thing eight to ten times a week. And then when they start to do too much of their stuff on their own, you rein them back in and you, and, and some of the stuff is like it's musicals have gotten so much more specifically choreographed over the years. So now certain blocking is also music cues and cues to move uh, set pieces on and off. Right. And so like your freedom to even like when you unbutton your coat and sit down, your freedom is gone there. You can't even unbutton it and sit down in character, you know, like you have to do so it. Well. Nine well. Nine IQs based on yeah. you taking that coat off. Yeah, exactly. Right. So all these things lined up. And so it's just crazy. And so, you know, that's why in terms of like theater drama, like you have all these creative people who are now doing these, this kind of regimented thing. So backstage becomes much more fascinating because they're just going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're going nuts. It's the only place to cut loose. Yeah. 
So that's where you you get off easy, Scott. You get out of there in a week. You get out of there. All well, not only that, but you could probably have a lot of leeway each production because of the short mm-hmm. production run. Right. The time Do you, is it only one show usually? It all culminates in like one performance. Uh, we do two generally, like okay. a three and seven on Saturday as a normal schedule. So the afternoon crowd, evening. And- mm-hmm. Have you ever had to? Uh, were you ever surprised that you had to adjust material because of like maybe like how religious a community was? Or yeah, we had to we had to cut out a couple of things, and and actually they tailor the shows now because they know that they go out and they, they receive complaints here and there for this type of thing. So they- what are some of the what are some of those complaints? Well, they took that crucifixion scene out of Red Riding Hood. <laughs> that's number one. It was such a good scene. It was so. I mean, that's the whole thing, really. You get right and, down to it. And the Jews are the chosen people opening. That had to go. Yeah, of the Little Mermaid. Hooray yeah. uh, for Nazis! <laughs> <laughs> I said they were the chosen people. Uh, Balancing it out. Two shows I can think of specifically that had to adjust things. One was, um, which was a smaller deal, but in Treasure Island, the uh, the kids come in as a town. Uh, there's they run an inn. You know, Jim Hawkins and his mother. And the kids come in to be patrons of the inn, and they're drinking. And that had to get cut because they couldn't be drinking. They couldn't, oh. be, couldn't be served at the inn. Did they, they just sat and were like, well, what a pleasant inn. <laughs> they, would get, they, would get, they would get soup, and they would just eat their ah, soup. Ah, soup, leave. okay. So they went to a soup. So that had to get cut. Mm, the what mo- delicious liquor soup. The, mo- <laughs> the Milwaukee Supers. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, and then another one was we did Jack and the Beanstalk, and it was kind of a it was a, a re- at the beginning you kind of tell the story of how the beans came to be in existence, and it was kind of a um, uh, evolution of life and growing uh. and woolly mammoths and that sort of thing and. The creationist said, nope. Oh, wow. Whoa, you wow. had a creationist stomp at the beginning of Jack and the Beanstalk? <laughs> Look, I uh, can accept. <laughs> I can accept the planet being formed in seven days. Yeah. But a bean? <laughs> that's no, sir. Ironically, they wanted an evolution of the script. <laughs> no, yeah. what I'm saying is like that thing. So they take the evolution part of the script out. Yeah. The portrayal of a beanstalk growing so large that you could climb up and That's go cool. to play with giants. It's good. That. So, like, one you're willing to dismiss as theater, and one you're like, oh, hold on a second. You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. Well, well, it's a little close what to home. pushes So, it? like, why not? I would if I'm if I'm if I'm a forward thinking creationist, <laughs> I go ahead and keep that in there and be like, if see, you're the for, whole let's, thing's let's fantasy. Re- if you're well, a forward thinking cre- creationist, you're, you're not a creationist. Right, 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 right. Well, we had the, they were called magic beans, and the, and the character that we played, the actor played, was was named Magic. He would come out and he would do some magic and he would have the magic beans. That was gone too. <gasps> so what? They, they changed his name to PT Wonder. Oh, because like what? Like all the Harry Potter people, the people who yeah. said that it's like devil oh, stuff. Oh man! Oh, and they became Wonder Beans rather than Magic Wonder Beans. Now, th- that, that's, that's our, that's and our, then the Wonder Bread people jumped on. Yeah. That was after twenty years, though. So after twenty years of fighting that battle, they finally said, "The heck with this. Let's just change it. We don't want to deal with the small town." Um, fights that we have to do and that's not right. every small town no, obviously but, no, no, no. But there were a few loud the louder ones mm-hmm. you know that which you always hear the complaints from they were like they just got tired of fielding all this is if we just make this one change we don't have to deal with that anymore and they fought it for a while trying to stick to their guns on the on, you know being this is our art this is what we choose to make the story right but finally you get tired of the hassle and you're like let's just make the change and they no, did. I, I can't I, say I agree with it. Yeah, but but but, uh, but I understand why they did it. It's depressing, but it's understandable. I agree. Yeah. But the little red trucks are going to come in and like spread logic and reason to an entire community. You know, like I I, I think you know there's plenty of great. kids. There's plenty <laughs> of kids that you work with that will grow up and not believe 
that stuff. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there, there's plenty of non-creationists coming I out of that. I choose magic beans, not wonder beans. Yeah. <laughs> I also choose magic. I also choose I choose magic beans. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> you got you to choose your battles. You got to choose your battles in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In certain communities, you got to get out alive. You know, it, I'd rather fight them over email from far away than yep. mm-hmm. than be in the belly of the beast trying to be like we are fighting a brave fight no, over these, here. These beans are magic. <laughs> I like that, that. Your argument for evolution is teaching there are magic beans. <laughs> no, but there isn't. But just stay with me. Uh, there aren't magic beans, but we have to fight for this anyway. Um, <laughs> these beans were created by God. Yeah, yeah that's that's a hard and that one. makes them wondrous. <laughs> they are not wonderful. magic. Um, so being in all these communities, you must uh, swear a lot less than you did when you lived in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you learn to have your, your kid sensor on, you know? Sure. So, and even when you go out to eat, you go to Pizza Hut or something at the local, everybody in that community talks to everybody else. Sure. So you got to watch it. So you're on 24-7. You're watch in the area of the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows you're there. Everyone knows what you're so doing. You have a small town celebrity when you're there. Yeah, well, yeah, you are. I mean, you walk into it and they go, "Oh, hey guys," and I'm like, "Oh, hey." How you doing? See that? I'd be, I'd be red flagged right off the bat because I always fuck my pizza when I go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> right there, you try to go in the bathroom, but then someone would be like hey, in the stall next to you, be like, is "That Paul? Is that Paul? I recognize your shoes." <laughs> no, no, no! Please don't open the. D- oh no! <laughs> oh, you, oh, another pizza fucker! You caught, you caught me deep dish. I <laughs> <laughs> caught me deep dish. I caught you the pepperoni in the yep. deep dish. Oh boy! Oh, did you see that? He he was fucking that pizza. <laughs> he, was... he went into that bathroom with a whole pizza and a can of them pepper flakes, and he didn't come out for a half hour. <laughs> and when he did come out, you didn't want to see that pizza. <laughs> um, are there towns you're not welcome back to? Uh. Uh, no, but there. I mean, there's things that happen. There are two actors who have left the road for certain infractions, and then the company had to go into damage control to try to go back to those towns. So, what is a what is a, an offense? An offense? Yeah, like that someone else did it. You have to name magic names. beans, dude. I mean, they went magic bean on that town. Quite honestly, we had a we had a tour actor won't name names that uh, one of the began dating one of the the twelve the twelfth grade kids. Oh, oh. Shit. You know, that is a that's tough because 12th grade, you can be 18. Yeah. Right away through the danger zone. She, I don't I, She was uh, like 17 or 18, something like that. And yeah. she followed him. So to it the was next legal. Town. It and was legal. It just was. It was just really, really questionable. You know? yeah. yeah. And so and I, I actually had to come in on that. I, I was uh, just locally was in that area and I had to come in and fill in. And I got the whole story while I was there. And it was really awkward. So how uncomfortable was it to be the guy coming in to do damage control? The, the next guy in after that? I was yeah, it was very very. I mean, you can't hit on anyone. Right? You can't. You can't. Well, my dating screwed. He limited my options yeah. like nobody. You can't. You can't say nice dress. You can't say shit. You can't even say nice eyes. A waitress had nice eyes. You got to just be totally you're, asexual. You're you spending all I mean, week at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> oh man, well, um, that's rough. That is rough. That is rough. You know, it's one of the toughest things about it. Not only just having the uh, the non support, you know, you don't because you know every week is different. You you generally have to be on all the time. Yeah, so it can be tough. So now uh, you're 20 years in. Yeah. What do you have an end goal? Are you just going to (laughs) keep? It's a good question. I've been contemplating that really heavily over the last year, as a matter of fact, trying to figure out. I've had other jobs and other things that I've can go to and and turn to and. had a couple of offers recently to come in and direct and do certain things, but they weren't year long. So you get to a certain age and you're like, well, should I 
start having to scramble to find my next job? Do I want to go in? I'd like to go into a, a, a position where I don't have to scramble for each and every job. I can go and knock on the doors. Because uh, even with all the challenges here, there is a comfort to knowing that you've got something lined up. Yeah, you have a you have a you have a full year contract. You're getting paid. You know what your whole year is. So if you were to leave, do you think this would might be a situation? You said you've been gone before for other. Games this is my last. Nice. This is my last radio. This is your last one. Yeah. This next time you're going to pretty much done until not, the not, next until the next, until the next, next date's time, a high yeah. schooler. Right. Right. right then right. he's going to go back in for emergency. <laughs> so you you will be the drop man for sure. Even if you're off the clock, they'll they'll call you for emergency lot, situations. They have a, they had a lot of lots of emergencies that happen, and they'll call they'll all call out to people who are close. And there are, there are tons of actors all over the country who could fill in just like that because oh, okay. actors are you know notoriously out of work all the time. So. <laughs> available. <laughs> yeah, they're they're available. And so we and you know that situation just happened recently. Two guys did something stupid, jumped off a bridge into. They figured it was uh, it was water. They would just jump off a bridge. They jumped off the bridge into a foot of water with concrete. Oh. Shut up on oh, the floor. Shut up. Yep, and that is painful. Both at the same time. One guy split his head wide open. The oh, other guy wow broke a vertebrae. Oh. Uh, and they uh, they had to call in two people as the, uh, they the only they the two people they called in didn't know the show so they were wheeling them around in a wheelchair trying to teach the kids the oh. show. And I was going to joke about them being in wheelchairs for the show, but that happened. But did it that happen? happened. Actually, it happened. The Long John Silver. This was Treasure Island. <laughs> he actually. came in in the wheelchair. He was, the girl who was filling, who was the other director, came in and she didn't know all the lines, but she knew the action, so she wheeled around her husband. So they were the Silvers. And they wheeled around her husband. He did all the lines, and she did all the actions. They made it work. Was he the guy that got his head split? No, no. He was, he the, was one the, 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 yeah, the one with the vertebrae. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that's head split wasn't giving anyone any yeah. directions. Num, long, young, Yeah. Curse of the black spot. Oh, no. Anything I should do in town, something I can't do in any other town. Yeah, you can jump in that one foot of water from a bridge. This great bridge you want to jump You can jump into this drained quarry. Well, you might want to go out to Paraplegic Bridge if you're interested. <laughs> Take your chances. Oh, uh, we'll give you the answers to the trolls' riddles ahead of time. <laughs> the trolls' riddles. <laughs> Over to Legless Man's Cross if you're interested. Yeah, it's a good place out there. Uh. <laughs> um, so, so you're you're just looking to uh, kind of be a resident. Uh, community director somewhere. You should go out to Brain Contusion Point. That's a that's a real a real humding of a spot. All the lovebirds go there. <laughs> uh, go out to a uh, Cortex Crush. So got, uh, Cortex Crush. Just uh, a it's a real it's a real cerebral experience. Um, the Lost Tooth Lagoon is how do, beautiful. How, how do you tell anyone that happened? Right? Like how, you're like, uh, like what'd you, you do? You find, I jumped into a foot of water I off of a. I jumped off a bridge into concrete. There's water there, but it was decorative. There's a decorative <laughs> amount of water. It's like, what happened on your tour? I, I, I accidentally tried to kill myself in a very purposeful way. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no, that's uh, terrible. Are they, did they heal? They are healing. <laughs> this happened hurt. recently? Yeah, this wow. happened within the last month. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You got to collect all wow. your stories. I do. I actually, I keep. A, I, I write. I write these oh, good. stories down. So. Good, good, good. It's, you, gotta, you, have, you have. A, you have to have a priceless collection. I mean, the snapshot yeah. you have of this country has got to be unreal. Yeah, that, a, that alone. Have you? You think? Have you ever done any uh, moth radio spots? I haven't. I, I listen to the moth, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're great stories. Yeah, I, and I have, I have a lot of those. I mean, I've, I've thought about you know maybe 
going out to a moth event and mm-hmm. telling a story to got to i think you gotta you gotta just at least do some stuff with it i know it's so hard you always want to turn your life experiences to it's it's, it's hard to turn but if your life experience is already theatrical you got a chance on having a little bit of a leg no, up of course but you know like once you get into that arena i'm just devil's advocate but once you get in that arena once you're trying to get people butts into seats and trying to get people to you know, like once you get into that thing you got there's a there's a certain turn it takes where like this very priceless experience that happened in your life becomes a million little pieces yeah and you're trying to sell them and 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 and, and trying to figure out the ugly business that way and yeah. it becomes less it becomes less fun but, right but yeah. you have an unbelievable collection I've always, you know, I've always been told I should write a book and do, yeah. and, and that might be in the. I mean, I do have, I'm, I have a degree in writing, so I might, I might uh, turn that into something someday. Cool. Who knows? I hope you do. I hope you do, and I hope you you find whatever that next gig is that doesn't involve uh, driving a truck. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you, Matt. Yo. Yeah. Do, do you know where our paths have crossed? <gasps> oh shit! Oh boy. Well, obviously, I've been talking to you for like four hours, so obviously, no, <laughs> no. Otherwise, I would have. Uh, this is gonna be an awkward. <laughs> <laughs> the review. Um, so I w- I went to graduate school here in Las Vegas. Okay. Went to UNLV for three years. Okay. And then I took over for a company, which will remain unnamed because you guys are crazy with litigation out here. <laughs> uh, but you auditioned for me, and oh. I cast you in a show. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. But the show got canceled. The show got canceled. Along with... Pretty much the company. The company also. Oh was fuck! I totally remember this. Um, it was a Christmas uh, show. Uh, Chris, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. It's, it's a, wonderful, a life. wonderful life. I did audition for your wonderful life. You were I cast you in that show. It I was, was the really, director of the show. I really that was a weird audition, but it was a, in a good way. And yeah. you were the only director I think that would have done what you did, which was cast me. I I decided. <laughs> no, I made a decision that I didn't want to do a Jimmy Stewart impersonation. That right. I didn't want to try to do it. I wasn't good at it, and that if the show is the show, and I think I even asked this before I even auditioned. I was like, mm-hmm. if the show is the show, if we're just doing the show, we're not recreating the movie, right? Can I just try to do my best, earnest Jimmy Stewart? Can I just oh, I do that? No, Hemingway. Uh, no, I mean, I mean uh, whatever the character was. <laughs> and, and I auditioned for you, and I yeah. decided to just play it as me, as uh, my best version of that guy, that yeah. guy suffering those circumstances. And I would, did no wink, no nothing to Jimmy Stewart in any way. Right. And I left thinking there's no way they're going to cast me for that. <laughs> but I enjoy the audition. That's my whole kick is that I, I want to go into an audition, make a choice that I can really enjoy the shit out of so that right. if I don't get it, then you I know fun. I'm not right for that part. I want to do something that I feel like I am right for. So you were my, right. You, yeah, I cast you as my character man, actually. I, I, you were the uh, brother and the uncle and several other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had known Sarah, uh, Jacob's wife. Yeah. And so she, I found out after the fact that she knew you. Yes. And I was like, oh, well, I just cast this guy in the show. He was really good. He had some great character work, and I and we were really excited about doing the show. We were starting up this theater, or helping them start get their legs up, and then yeah. things went south. And things went south real fast, really quick. Yeah, and we got out of there. We ran screaming from it before it all crashed around. Jacob sure. also ran screaming from it. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he, I was about to say he keeps on saying "we" because I was the other side of the "we." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe you you started a bit of uh, what tore that theater apart. <laughs> uh, well, we we left and uh, and dropped a couple of uh, of pieces of information on some other people that also I think caused them to leave as well. Some some things that so people running the theater. If we're gonna say vague, let's we're say, illegal. We're doing illegal. Let's. I was gonna say. So if we're gonna say vague about the 
the theater and yeah. the company. Then we can be less vague about the fact that they were kind of they were defrauding uh, they, the government. They, they were doing some they they were doing some very illegal things both on the state and federal level, and we found out about it and ran screaming. And one of them yeah. was like a hurricane recovery fund, right? Yeah, there was all this stuff. Uh, there there were uh, funds. I, I I actually remember it pretty well. There were all these funds that were uh, had been earmarked for people to use to train people in doing green jobs, so green jobs. Uh, like renewable energy type jobs. And uh, this theater was claiming that they were training actors to do, uh, you know, like uh, LED light repair and, you know, th- things yeah. like that that are, you know, that are green jobs that obviously they were not doing at all. So they were doing is they would, the government would say, okay, you pay half their salary and we'll pay the other half. And so what the company would do is say, we're not going to pay. They say, okay, then they wouldn't pay their half and just pay us what the government paid. Ooh. Yeah, so they were doing all kinds of funky things. So we we found that out. And Once I found that out, out, I was gone. Yeah, yeah. That's and, why and a lot we, of people. Were and there. the thing was, is we weren't shy about telling other people what was going on because we didn't everybody. want other people to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it, it was people. I, uh, were, this was before I had signed my name to anything. So I yeah. said, you know, I'm getting out before I sign my name to anything. And uh, and I basically just told other people, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't go Sucks. on record as being as being a part of this because you could get dragged into some shit here. Oh. Uh. Backing up the truck, put all their stuff into the truck. Yeah. We, we moved into our offices and everything, and we got out of there quick. I totally forgot. I forgot I auditioned for that show. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, that must have been real early on when you got into town. Yeah. I think it was. It was a while ago. Yeah. It was back in, uh, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Um, well, great. I'm glad we crossed paths again. <laughs> I bet you didn't know I was such a, uh, foul mouthed, uh, idiot <laughs> when I auditioned for you. We knew half of that. Yeah. Um, you want the fucking moon, Mary? I'll fucking get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a goddamn rope. I'll drag it right the fuck down. <laughs> fuck you, Clarence. Eat my dick. <laughs> it's a wonderful fucking life. When um, the government pays your salary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, should, we have a very special Jock versus Nerd. We do. An Australian podcast called all Seven Land from, Hand. Seven Land Hand, all the way from down under. Decided to... Uh, question us our jock versus nerd segment on their actual podcast so this week's podcast is a clip for us that we're going to listen to right now now from what i can ascertain about this podcast is very gamer centric and a lot of magic the gathering talk going on because that's a they're talking about having mana in your hand i believe oh, okay oh very yeah. cool all right good all to right, know well, here, here is their uh, here's the clip from seven land hand we have something different now in the form of cross-podcast pollination. We're hoping to build a pod Voltron by asking our good friends over at Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social a set of jock versus nerd questions. Uh, by good friends, I mean people we met on the internet. Of yeah. course, yep. So pro- we'll probably have to get involved in an, uh, an awkward marriage. It'll probably follow, followed by you know difficult visa negotiations, applications. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, that happens when there's so. a job on a little oh, red oh, truck for us. <laughs> <That'll laughs> right, Matt and Mattingly host a hilarious podcast twice a week. They use less knob jokes and less puns than we do. So you know, it's proper quality stuff. Less puns, less puns. They hate puns because puns are shit. Right? <laughs> Paul, <laughs> lean on them really heavy. You're talking some real shit to Paul right now. Uh, no, each podcast, Matt Donnelly. Who who's uh, Penn's Sunday School MVP, all around now, nice guy, and uh, resident jock. Remember that? He's a resident mm-hmm. jock. And Paul Mattingly, uh, who's the resident nerd. Remember that, Pete, as well? 
Mm-hmm. You can see where Jock versus Nerd's heading, can't you? They ask each other questions from their respective specialities. That's right, guys. Nerdism is on its way up. It's a speciality now. So, yeah, whoo, for us. <laughs> it's All huge right. here uh, in the States. We'll be posing the Jock questions, and Kean and Aaron have posed. Oh, I'll be asking the Jock question, and uh, Aaron will be asking the Nerd question. So, here goes. Are you ready? This yeah, is, I'm ready. This is the jock question. Don't Do we answer. get to answer it as well? No, 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 no. Don't answer it. We won't it. answer it on the podcast, but afterwards. Afterwards, I'll let sure. you know what, how it goes. Right. So, all right, here we go. This is the jock question, which will be directed at Paul. All right. I, myself, I was born in a place called Morecambe, England. All right. Uh, and I never realized how ridiculous that was. My whole life, I thought, Morecambe, Morecambe, Morecambe. All I'm saying quickly is Morecambe. <laughs> and I only realized Morecambe. that in the Morecambe, context Morecambe, of Morecambe. this podcast. Morecambe, Mindy. After 40, nearly 43 years, I just realized I was born in Morecambe. <laughs> that joke will get you thrown off a little red truck. Because of Morecambe. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Now, in, in Morecambe, said quickly, it's fine, right? <laughs> In Morecambe, they have a football. That's what you sleep at night. Team, <laughs> soccer team. That's my Vegas accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they soccer. have a soccer team at the top of the fourth tier of the English Football League. This year, they're absolutely smashing it. I'm very proud of them. Nice. Yeah, but what is their nickname? Now, the clue to this is that Morecambe is a seaside town. And I'd just like to also add, these are fully grown men playing... Uh, football as seriously as possible. And not. Surely no, 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 not. No, 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 no. <laughs> surely not. <laughs> Let's just, we'll throw that over to Paul. All right, Aaron, what's the... Oh, uh, no, pause, pause, pause. What's the nerd question? Okay. All right, all right. Wow. So they have a nickname. The, the, the Morecambe, the soccer team, it's on top of the fourth tier of the English Football League. And the clue is something to do with a nautical theme. Yeah, they're, they're by, they're the, by sea. the sea. So I'm going to say their nickname is the Morecambe Starfish. I think wow. we both get. To, I don't know the answer to this, so we both or the get Morecambe to guess. waves. Yeah, let's guess the Morecambe waves, or the Morecambe starfish, or the Morecambe uh, uh, sailor boys. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, salty cum or <laughs> salty surprise. That's the Morecambe salties, the semen. Uh, uh, oh, that's probably right. The semen, semen is probably right. Morecambe semen. Mr. McGee over here. I mean, Morecambe semen. Get out of here. That <laughs> should the Morecambe semen. That's got to be it. It's got to be it. <laughs> Or now, Jacob, the, you or have the, the answers. Poops. I have the answers. Okay. Ooh. Do you want? Should we? Yeah, let's answer them one at a time. So you should, you should, you should lay this. So real do, do you each have a, a a final answer here? Mine is the uh, salty surprise. That's my I'm final gonna, answer. I, I'm going to go for the waves. Yeah, oh, the waves. Yeah. All right. And I think. Uh, I don't think it's the semen, but I saw them on my. Okay, you're going to stick with semen. Okay. Uh, the uh, Morecambe Football Club players are known as. The shrimps. Oh. I was closer with starfish. Morgan like Bay potted shrimps cooked and potted in spice butter are a local delicacy, yet perhaps not the most intimidating club nickname. Okay. Well, all right. So we were all wrong on the uh, seven land hand jock question. I was right. You knew it was the shrimp? <laughs> I just told you. No, you did. You got and it. If this were Vegas, they would be the 99-cent jumbo shrimp. Right. That's what, that's the the more cum cocktails. <laughs> the, salty, <laughs> the salty shrimp cocktail. The salty surprise sauce. <laughs> um, I guess I was thinking of nickname like a funny nickname like that, like maybe... People say on the side, but I guess that's that's a legit nickname uh, of the whole town. Uh, look, look, here they come, the cum guzzlers, here they yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. Look at those jizz wobblers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for an Australian, for an Australian uh, podcast, their accents were all over the place. Right? Oh, you're right. I was, I'm, I'm all over the place with it. No, so theirs oh, were and theirs too. Yeah, I thought theirs were. I, I've only been to Sydney for ten days, so <laughs> my expertise. And have you gone to Australia with the little red truck? Not with them, but I've been oh, with another there. company. Yeah. Okay. 
God, he should do radio forever, right? With that voice, tell Milky Smooth. I would let you just you could read me to sleep every night. Mm. <laughs> it's not yeah, creepy. The more cum shrimp. That's it. That's yeah. your next gig. You sleep, shrimp. Re- you sleep, sleep breathing. Breathing. salty cum shrimp in my mouth while <laughs> sleep I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shrimp. Those are this Trust is, me. Oh, well, it's yeah. a shrimp. And if you're playing this clip on, so this is Matt talking right here. This is Paul. Okay, and then our guest uh, Scott. Go ahead. This is Scott. Yeah. So that just just in terms of so you know. Oh, who so is. they wanted to cut. They're probably going to cut a little segment out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They won't like we. We'll embed an entire show in our show. <laughs> we'll, but we'll, we'll hide their whole show in our show, but uh, they, they might want to actually edit, so we can do it that way. Um, all right, uh, go ahead. Let's go ahead, uh, nerd. Question us. All right, hey, we're going to go with our specialty. We're going to do a Magic the Gathering related sure. question. So, right. uh, in Magic the Gathering, every creature has uh, creature dash and then types. So uh, we've we've looked at some today. Uh, human warrior is an example of one of the ones that we sh- showed yeah, before. Sure. You get like cat wizard, or uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's a cat from, wizard. Anyway, cat wizard um, as of one. the set release of Journey into Nyx, yeah. which is a, a real Recent set that, that came out, there are 228 creature types in Magic. Name them all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Anurid. Yeah. Okay. The question is. Name four of these creature types that begin with the letter L. Well, that's, that should be yeah, it's pretty challenging. Easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other questions that we're going to say. Are, no, no, no. Don't go there. Oh, don't go there. Okay. Don't go there. They okay. have to add. No, I'm sure this they have to me, explicit. right? Because this is that's dark. To you. Right? Okay. So there we go. So this question is to me. I need to. I need to name seven creatures that begin with L. You need to begin. No. So no, there are got... seven. You need to name four. Four creature types. Now, this is types. Types of creatures. So, like, to give you an example, okay. if a creature, like, let's say there's a creature called, like, the Undead Graveyard King. Yeah. he that, His name is the Undead Graveyard King. Right. But then his type will be zombie. Okay. And what this does is this allows cards to come into different categories. Yes. And different abilities that you can, you can manipulate the way that you set your deck up. Some spells affect... Uh, creature types. Okay. So you can have a white creature that's a zombie or a blue creature that's a zombie. It's okay. rare. I don't know that they've done that yet, but they should. They you're should go really, white. You're really talking to them right now. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. And so creature, creature types, types that begin with the letter L. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, land lover. I like it. Lizard. Oh, that's one. Uh, lazy bastards. I like that one too. And uh, lick 'em, stick 'em, parasites. <laughs> you actually got one. I can't believe I got one with lizards. You but I guess that makes sense. got one. I don't got mm-hmm. lizards. I knew the lizard one. Uh, leisure suit Larry's. Oh, that's two. That'd be a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, lecherous leprechauns. You know, like real horny little leprechauns. <laughs> they would like dry hump your leg to death, or like uh, like they distract you with the pot of gold, and then they just... like hornswoggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I fucked your ear. I think, I think there's one that refers to uh, werewolves. Okay. Lokimon. Lokimon is it. I'm going to chime in. I think Lycanthrope is one. No. It's not. They are missing the boat. Take that, nerd. Yeah, I, I got. I, I undid okay. myself. No, I think you out-nerded them. You came up with a category that should be there. They should not. be Lycanthrope, but they don't know that... Le there there is one got... word on this list that I have no idea what it is or what it means. Though. Oh. So, I mean, it could very well be a, a werewolf thing. Well, why don't you take a stab, Paul? Uh, a couple more L's. Shoot. Um, uh, l- 
I don't know if there's, there's other creature types like light armor. Mm-mm. No. Uh, we had lizard uh, laser pointer. <laughs> Leviathan. Ooh, is that one? That is one. Yep. Okay. What is that? That are Those are big fucking creatures. Okay. Giant yeah. sea beast of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott's in. Scott's in. Sea beast. I got this. Sea beast. Sea beast. <laughs> Salty surprise. I'm back in. Lesbians. There's one. Um. Oh, what's the lesbians? No, not really. Uh, Lord, the singer Lord is a creature type. All right. So that's our answers. That's our answers. Final answer. How many? How much? How much do we win? You got two of them. You got two out of the seven. How many Australian doubloons do you have to send us now that we've gotten all of your answers correct? Um, so what are the other types? Yeah, name the answers. And oh, let's see. I'm going to butcher most of these. Uh, Lamia, uh, Lamassu, a leech. Uh, then you had the uh, the Levi- uh, the Leviathan thing. Leviathan. Said. That one. Yep. Uh, there is one word on here that I have no idea how to say it. I'm not going to try. It's L H U R G O Y F. Legobuf. Yep. And lizard. Oh wow! And then the lizard. Labia did not make the list. Those no, are no, tough. Not the list. Uh, that's they, not a weapon. That's a shield. That, uh, the lunch lady and the lap dancer are yet to grace the artwork of a magic card. All right. It's coming. Uh, we'll we got a little bit more from them here. Okay. Here the last, last few seconds. Sure. Uh, so anyway, best of luck, Matt and Paul. Uh, so if everyone else, including all of our listeners, tune into Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. It's actually really fucking funny. I've cried yeah. myself to sleep many nights for all the right reasons. As I, as I listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Laughter. <laughs> for, oh, so oh, no, funny. Yeah. It's so funny. I wish I was so weary. <laughs> yeah. So wearing. I'm so lonely. <laughs> yeah, you can find it on iTunes, uh, and hopefully they'll. I know what, they'll respond soon, and you can hear how, how they respond to that. So follow Matt at Sweet Matt, Sweet Matty D, and Paul at the famous Paul. They're Twitter, you know, in America where Twitter works. Yeah. Unlike us, we can't get Twitter catch to work. the Twitter thing in Australia. No, no. no. All right. So now back to the rest of Seven Land Hand. <laughs> Thank you, Seven Land Hand. Yeah. That's awesome. Was that the Chargers theme song they just played the at the beginning? That was the beginning. That was the first couple of beats, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Magic the gathering. That was fun to have someone else submit Jock versus Nerd questions. I like that a lot. Yeah, so yeah if you're another really podcast, great. that's a good way. We'll that's do that again. That's a great way to get on our <laughs> Way to start the trend. Podcast. And, a, and a huge thank you to Seven Land Hand out of Australia. You can check out sevenlandhand.com. For their episodes, we've got to as figure well. out something we can send them. We've got to figure out a, uh, a challenge or something that we can send over to, over that way. Well, I will uh, say this: if either of them are on uh, Xbox Live and have a 360 and play Magic on there, go ahead and send me a uh, friend request. Uh, I'm probably going to get uh, more are friends. You, I'm I was going to say, are you about to give away your? I'm Xbox already pretty handle? full. Yeah, I'll give you my Xbox handle. It's a, it's Defrogger. Oh, I was going to say we can just send it to them. But it's out there, Defrogger, D E R space F R O G G E R. You can uh, search me out. I'm oh, pretty. Man. I've got like ninety something friends already, but I could do do with a weeding out. Okay. So uh, send me some friend invites. I don't have a, a Xbox One. I still play 360. So all right, we'll uh, we'll think on what we can we can send their way. I already do play Magic the Gathering with fans of the show. Okay. So there you go. We'll we'll, we'll have to come up with something for them. A quiz of sorts. Yes. But anyways, I just want to thank them for doing that. So That was really cool. Big hand to Seven Land Hand for doing that. Uh, I want to thank Scott McGee for coming by here on the show. Thanks for having me. Good luck uh, finishing out your tour and whatever the next fascinating phase of your life will, 
<laughs> B. Good luck truck. Good luck truck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, slutty red truck. <laughs> Here I go again on the road, <laughs> driving up and down the pole I've ever known. Um, so uh, I want to thank Jacob uh, for everything, <laughs> using all of his stuff. Uh, yeah. Today, I want to thank sure. uh, Penn Gillette for helping create this little little shindig. Mm-hmm. I want to thank... Uh, Thanks to Ace for all the awesome artwork he's been producing for us. Thanks to Tony, our, our music, bitch. music bitch. Tony just sent me some more music, so we're going to have some more Tony music. Some, some new Tony music coming up soon. I think uh, we're, we're due for another Scoop Mail Fest, so that's good. Tony's music is in consideration for Penn's film, is that yes. correct? Director's cut, it's yes. Still, it's not officially in there yet, but it's... Um, you know, I think they have to finish the film to, to, to know... That's what they realized when they offered the prize was that, oh, we're supposed to select a song, but we actually have to edit the film to know what music we right. need. So I think they won't make final calls on music until Well, best the of luck with that. Done. I hope that comes through for Tony. I'm sure it will. His music is great. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Ace, Tony. Nick. Thank Nick, you, Nick. Uh, Penn mm-hmm. and Jacob and um, <laughs> Paul. That's your name, Paul Mattingly? That's my name. I'm going to go ahead. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to follow you on Twitter at the famous Paul. Hmm. I got a tickle to follow you on Twitter <laughs> at Sweet Matty D. Uh, you can follow the show at Hey Scoops. Uh, and you can also uh, check out our Facebook page. Just search for Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social on Facebook. Thank you all for listening, Scoops. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more Ice Cream Social. did play for a team called the Salty Surprise, like, what would be, like, you're like, yeah, I'm playing for the prize, or I'm playing for the salts. I'm playing for the nut shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nut shotting it over <laughs> I'm there. the money shots. I'm the money shot in Morkum. I'm money shotting it over in Morkum. <laughs> Morkum money shots. In what position? Uh, <laughs> downward facing dog. <laughs> <laughs>